This is Podco Media Networks. It's the Demystifying Data Podcast with Chris Clegg, where we deconstruct the tools and techniques marketers need to make data more actionable. Here's Chris. Hello, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Demystifying Data Podcast, and I'm Chris Clegg. And this is part two of a great interview I had with Brad Weirs of Encore Worldwide. At the beginning of the interview, we had talked about a wide variety of stuff, including developing strategy for experiential campaigns, how we set expectations and accountability with clients, how that's changed over the years, and the role of social media. And as we start part two, Brad's jumping right into this idea of old school PR and earned media and how those come together in their relationship to experiential overall. From there, we go into what I thought was a really cool discussion around how you balance what a brand wants versus what's going to get consumers excited when designing strategy for experiential. You know, we touched briefly after that on the cannabis industry and what it's like to work in an industry that is emerging but has so much historical baggage. And we finished the conversation talking more about social media. We talk about how Encore is working to provide a higher level of services and when it comes to social media and how they're doing that. But I really appreciated his insights on micro versus mega influencers. And when you're designing a social media campaign for a brand and you're thinking about those two options of who you can go after as, uh, as partners in that campaign, why it's better to choose one of those two, micro versus mega influencers, why it's better to choose one of those two and, and how that works. So with that, I'm going to let Brad take over. He's going to dive right in and tell us about his thoughts on, on PR. I hope you enjoy the interview. This is the second part. I hope you enjoy it. The PR industry, and I mean the old school, you know, media relations industry, I think coined the term, you know, earned media. That's what they always used to say back in the day, where in earned media, you don't get into the newspapers and the magazines, you know, unless yeah. you, you're doing something that is, quote unquote, PRable and people are really interested in. But the reality yeah. is, is we're all in, the, in that same boat. Social media is the exact same way. Live experiences are the exact same way. If people don't want to yeah. participate in the experience, they're not going to. You can't force yeah. them to. And if all you do is be disruptive in their lives, then you're doing more damage than you are good. So we're all just trying to find things that are cross between <laughs> what the brand wants to do and what people want to do. And, and that's, yeah. that's the sweet spot is how do you find something that people really want to do and love and think is really cool and amazing. And they're going to tell everybody about it and they're going to share it on social media and they're going to fall in love with the brand. But how do you interweave that with what the brand's goals are? I, I often tell clients to think about live experiences on a continuum. On one end of a spectrum is an experience that is totally on brand, perfectly on yeah. brand. It's exactly what you want. It's hitting all your key message points. And then the other end of the spectrum is exactly what consumers want, which might not have anything to do with your damn brand, like it or not. And yeah. you've got to find the happy medium between those two opposites or you're going to fail. I mean, no, the biggest risk or one of the biggest risks you you run is doing creating an experience. And this goes for experiential or social or PR or anything 
creating an experience that is perfectly on brand that no one wants to do because it's you're going to fail. Totally. I had a question here about asking you what the hardest part of the job is. Is Would you say that's the hardest part, helping the stakeholders see that balance <laughs> or you think there's something else? I, I can't think of one thing. I think of a lot of small things, to be honest. Uh, every day it's a little bit different and I, I don't see any big roadblocks for the industry or big, big roadblocks for our agency. I see a lot of small challenges that we're just constantly, you know, trying to battle, constantly trying to find workarounds. Yeah. Um, uh, like one of them, and there, you know, a lot of them are just very simple and pragmatic. A lot of them, and this isn't unique to our space, is we do a good bit of work in packaged goods and packaged goods clients shift their people around so much. Yeah. Um, it's very, very frustrating. You know, you get a client who falls in love with your team and the way you work and your creative and your strategy and your execution and the whole thing and they get it sold in and, and then they're off to the next assignment and yeah. the new person you know, could care less about all that. So that, I mean, that's just a perfect example of, you know, a daily struggle that we have that's, to deal with. That's got to be a big company strategy. There's got to be a, a management philosophy that keeps people moving like that. Cause I see that all the time too. Yeah. I mean, I get it from their perspective. They're trying to build great managers and they want them, yeah. you know, they don't want them to be a brand manager forever. They want them to go run Poland for a year, you know, mm -hmm. and, sure. and see what that's like. And then they want them to go work at a plant or a factory for a year. And they want them to, you know, work in, you know, R and D and accounting and really get a well-rounded approach to, you know, their business. But it, yeah, it, it's got to it's inconvenient for us, but it's smart. Well, but I also wonder about the inefficiencies for them because I mean, we've worked at our clients, some of our clients, we've worked there many times longer than the people working there have worked. So they're like this turnstile and we're having to explain to them, you know, what the brand did two years ago or three years ago or five years yeah. ago. Um, yeah. Sometimes our knowledge base has a lot longer memory than theirs do because they just weren't there. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So what's the coolest thing you've seen in the last six months? What's the coolest thing I've seen in the last six months? Oh, Chris, you're going to put me on the spot. Okay, that's fair. That's totally fair. <laughs> you know, it's what I'm fascinated by, the things that are kind of keeping me most, most attention right now. I'm totally fascinated by what's happening in the cannabis industry in the United States. <laughs> And as a, as a marketing strategist, it's such a, it's a category that has so much baggage and so many preconceived notions of what it's all about. And the work being done by some of the brands that are really diving into that space is such a mountain to overcome to reposition what it is as a product and what it is as a solution that the work being done in that area seems to be, yeah. seems to be intense, very it's intense. Real really the wild west out there i think and i don't personally i haven't really worked in it we've come close a couple times and done a little bit of exploration but you're right it does have a ton of baggage and i think from the outside you know people just think about people getting high and smoking pot but it's so much more than that you know going into pharmaceutical type claims and ability to you know help your skin help your your health and your wellness and, and relieve pain and do things that no one's even outsiders aren't even thinking about. I, I'm sure it has a big, big future, but I think it's definitely the Wild West and there's going to be a ton of consolidation among everybody who's <laughs> trying to get into the space right now. 
So what's on the horizon for Encore? Is there anything that you guys are excited about collectively in the next uh, 6, 12, 18 months that you can tell us about? Yeah. One of the things we're doing now, which is a big, big step for us. I mean, we're at our heart. We're a full service experiential marketing agency and kind of every possible definition of experiential is is what we do. But we are rolling out a full service social media offering as well, which is a big step for us. I mean, everything we've been doing, virtually everything, of course, involves social media in one way or another. Sometimes we're doing it. Sometimes we're working with other agency partners who are doing it. But it seems like every year we're adding more and more layers in, more and more capabilities. But now we're actually going after not just social media add-ons to an experiential campaign, but actually going after pure social media business and you know, helping to build social media communities and do the social media, all the creative and the content development and maintaining their calendars and handling their customer service through their social media channels and really kind of top to bottom social media. So that's kind of a, a really big step for us and one that we're super excited about. And our clients are really digging it every time we mention it to a client they're like oh my gosh that's so great because they seem to really like us as people and as a company they like the way we operate it's just that as big as experiential is getting it's still for most brands a relatively small piece of the pie they're spending more in social media and a lot of other disciplines so they when they learn that they can Basically, what we're learning is a lot of brands out there are very so-so on their their current social media agencies. And so taking it as a new core offering to our existing clients is something that's really going well and we're super excited about. No, I can I can totally understand that. I mean, you're, you've got all that work from a strategy perspective to make experiential come together and be powerful. And that the culture and the skills that allow that to happen... That's I can only imagine how that ports beautifully into social directly and, and gives you yeah. that great edge. Totally. Yeah, it really does. In fact, the data work that we do really does. We're finding some really, really cool data about social media that I never would have guessed. Like we, we just uncovered a study that we've been taking to our clients recently that showed, I think I'm remembering this correctly. If you look at small, tiny micro influencers versus mega influencers, so people who have you know, 500 followers versus people who have, you know, 10 million followers. Yeah. The people who, who have the smaller followings, their level of engagement with their consumers is literally hundreds of times higher than the level of engagement for the mega influencers out there. So we're telling our clients, look, don't go out there. It's, it's ridiculous to waste money sponsoring these mega, mega influencers when a tiny, tiny, tiny percentage of their followers are actually engaging with them. It's these kind of small to medium size, the people who have maybe 100,000 or so followers that is kind of the sweet spot where you can still get some scale, but you're getting much, much, much higher engagement levels. So and just to simple way of how we're using data to, you know, help increase our impact on our clients. Uh, that's brilliant. That's great. So where do people find you? I know uh, EncoreWW.com is the web. Are you guys, are you guys um, on social also? <laughs> we are. We're uh, primarily on LinkedIn. Frankly, <laughs> we need to do a better job of populating our own social channels and doing more outreach. But it's been, we just don't have time to because we're, yeah. I mean, we're working on 15 or 20 developing 15 or 20 campaigns at any given time. And we're just running ourselves 
a million miles an hour. So we need to do a better job of populating those social channels, but just haven't had the need to so far, knock on wood. But yeah, the best single place to reach out is through our website at EncoreWW.com. Brilliant. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for taking some time with us. I really appreciate the conversation. I, I enjoyed it and I'm grateful for your insights. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate it. Thanks for reaching out. Oh, absolutely. Take care, Brad. Bye-bye. So again, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed that discussion with Brad Weirs from Encore Worldwide. Go ahead and check them out at EncoreWW.com. You know, they're good people across the board, and I think you'd really have a lot of fun exploring the kind of work that they're doing. And this is the Demystifying Data Podcast. I'm Chris Clegg. If you're not a subscriber, go ahead and subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts. I hope you'll stick around and listen to what we have planned for uh, future episodes. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks so much for tuning in. Tune in next time as Chris Clegg continues demystifying data. Meantime, head over to demystifyingdata.co to learn more.